Hey everyone, Anna Lytle here and Kat Busey, and welcome Welcome to to the the Modern Farm and Artisan Co-op Podcast. We're here connecting you to the lives and stories of our local farmers, makers, and educators that are all dedicating themselves to positively and powerfully impacting the Southern Utah community. Today, we're talking with Christina and Randy Tice of Christie's Asian Kitchen, the couple who creates delicious Asian dishes based in authentic techniques, but infused with innovative flavors. This couple has a deep passion for creating good food that leaves you dreaming about it days later. You can find them at the farmer's markets and hopefully soon at their own semi-permanent pop-up location. So if you guys could start all over again, what's one thing you wish you would have known? before starting Christie's Asian Kitchen? At first we were like, you know, it'd be great if we could make like 40, 50 bucks. That'd be nice. We were like so scared and self-conscious. Like we really were. So one thing I wish we would have known from the beginning was just how I honestly feel like I underestimated people's abilities to reach across culturally. No, you underestimated your ability maybe i I suppose so not other people like that self-conscious like you know like well i've thought about this a lot so i I started to realize that i so i grew up in utah but then i was gone forever so when i came back here what two years ago i think the image i had was still from the 90s utah you know so i was like man they're gonna make fun of my food or they're gonna be these like annoying trendy people are like who i could use chopsticks you know <laughs> like me <laughs> I, I was like i but, can do your chopsticks but but people have been like so open and like accepting and all that and so like i wish i would have embraced that earlier you know uh and it, it's funny like when we talk to people you know i'm you probably noticed i'm a i like to talk <laughs> you know and so i'll be rambling on and then they're like bored with me talking they always want to talk to her right <laughs> no we'd love to talk to you but but, but it's, learn it's a lot. so awesome seeing that interaction there people are curious and they're open and they're embracing of all the aspects right not just the food but the culture and everything too you know well i feel like everybody wants to talk to both of you because it is such a unique you guys i mean like it's so unique your story is unique like you guys have traveled the world together. You guys have had a baby abroad. You guys, you know, you have done all these things and that is so far, like, you know, here in Utah, especially people will have a kid, raise them here. Their kid will maybe go out in the world for two years, but then you're expected to come back and stay here in the bubble. So you guys are just, even though you're in the bubble, you're not of the bubble. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like That's a perfect. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, honestly, it makes me happy to hear that. Yeah. Because, like, when we moved, decided to settle down here, well, it was actually been a hard couple of years because we were like, let's settle down in Hawaii. It, Hawaii is just so expensive. Like, I mean, ridiculously so. So we're like, okay, let's try and, like, teach abroad again, save up some money, and then settle down somewhere. And it kind of didn't work out in Mexico. Um, I, I kind of got held up at gunpoint. It's <laughs> pretty dangerous. There was like a huge earthquake and everything. So I, we came here. I I've came here feeling like all those years abroad were nothing. Like, yeah. like I, I seriously was. I was down on myself. I felt like I had wasted my family's time. You know, I'd wasted money because we'd move so much. Each time you move, you got to dip into your savings, right? And so, like, honestly, hearing something like that makes me feel really 
Really, really good. And it wasn't until like this year, last last year or so, that I started feeling this way. Because like as I talk to students, you know, I'm like, you know, they're like, whoa, you know. And it's just like, I guess I had taken granted living abroad for so long. And then I got tired of it, too. You know, I was like, I'm sick of this. You know, let's just settle down. Well, life needs a balance. For the last couple of years, I was thinking, well, at least I could tell Milo that his dad has been around. (laughs) That's seriously what I thought the only thing I could get out of it, you know. But now it's like starting to really become evident that it's like this thing that can actually connect us to a whole bunch of people yeah and you guys are really nice building your passion you were building this incredible relationship to food that you know you Obsessive. you might have yeah you might have had a good relationship <laughs> with food and been able to have a restaurant but now you have this like ignited concentrated passion behind what you're doing that has gotten you through all of these all of these situations in your life mm-hmm. and like to bring that here and like to have fresh perspective and fresh ideas and hear awesome stories is what we need you know like we need to hear the stories to make cultural connections you know like but when you're surrounded by a monoculture and you're surrounded by one idea and you never think about food and you never think about flavors like you you don't go past a certain point on your own yeah you know yeah and um as we start this and uh surrounded by like the same kind of people around us and then that brings our brings us like more ideas and also what we're doing right now actually brings us more ideas about our future brand yeah it's like a really exciting because you guys got big plans and it's exciting to hear you guys talk about them and it's just exciting when you hear anybody talk about anything they're super passionate about but especially food (laughs) yeah so then you kind of talked about this a little bit um, in and out of our conversation, but what motivates and inspires you guys to keep going with Christie's Asian Kitchen? One of the things that was super unexpected was how much we've enjoyed meeting people because we were like, this is going to be just a stepping stone to opening a store, you know. But like then we like, I don't know, man, this is like so like there's the profitable side to it in all honesty that's been really nice (laughs) it's been it's been nice i'm a teacher (laughs) so that should explain a lot (laughs) but like so a lot of the ideas we started coming up with was because we liked interacting with people it's like you know if we just went straight to like doing this saving up so we could plop down an investment to open a storefront you know theoretically that might in the long run be more lucrative but we lose this like human element to it and so we're like man we don't really want to lose that that's that's what we kind of look forward to it's like so like you know the wednesday affogato market like i gotta go right after the bell rings (laughs) at school you know and so on like those market days that's like a 13 hour day for me you know but I, in all honesty, I, I hope I don't sound pretentious. It's like, I'm like excited to go because of the people. Like, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Like, you know, weird people are better than normal people. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. Find the weirdos. And then, you know, hopefully weird will be the new norm. Like, you know, people who are interested in talking to us about food, about their lives, you know, and coming to places like this instead of just like, oh, let's just go to Little Caesars, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, and、uh, I think another thing really motivate us is that、uh, we love to see people. You know, they try something really authentic they never try, or they had it before, and then they finally can find somewhere where they live. And also, people are there's the instinct in human beings that people love to share. They love to share. They love our food, and they will share too. Sorry to cut you off. That reminds me something you should know about、uh, Christy is like.、Um, Over the summer,、uh, the, we had one customer who came like at the very end when the market was closing, and he had a pork bun, and we were like, "I was talking it up, <laughs> you know? It's like it's juicy on the inside. You might need a napkin, but like we hadn't really like heated them up correctly, so it was, was kind of dry. And he was like trying to get the juice, and there's no, no juice and everything." <laughs> I felt mortified, but like Christy took it super personally, like super personally, and like for days we were just talking about we have to fix this, you know? Because he was like, he wasn't like upset or angry or anything. He was just like disappointed.、Oh, well, I don't want to. He was like、people. really disappointed. He's like, that's not my thing, you know?、Uh, and so like that motivated her crazy to like look at like. Streamlining what we do because, like, the longer things are done, the you know, the drier they get. Yeah, yeah. And, so, like, and, and, and he, he came that, back a couple times. I'm brave for asking. I think because,、back. like,、uh, I, I, but so, like, the, she like had these high expectations to like impress this guy that, like, you know, <laughs> she's that, like, like, you're they, gonna come back and I'm gonna knock your socks off. Yeah, so like,、uh, that it's, it's interesting to see that kind of commitment, you know, because, like. I, I mean, I'm super passionate about food, but when it comes to like commitment, I, I don't think I'm as committed as you, <laughs> to be honest, you know? Well, and also, you know, like when it's, you know, you can kind of justify it. You're like, oh, come on. It was the end of the market. It's dry. And she's like, no, that's my customer. He needed the yeah, best I, bun. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I started thinking about it differently、yeah. in that way, too.、Yeah. You know? So that influenced me. It's like, you know, it's, it's right. It's like we failed to. Do what we were trying to do, you know. Because I don't know. I've been always like this. Like people buy my buns, they pay money, and I don't want to disappoint them. And、uh, if they ever have a little bit, like、oh, I'm not happy about this, and that will make me feel so bad, like for days. That kind of things will always in my mind. I always think about that person's face, and I might. It might sound like I'm stuck up, you know. Sometimes it's just really make me hard to keep my life go on, you know. If that kind of things happen, I don't think it makes you sound stuck up at all. I think it makes you sound, sound obsessive, ultra no, but in a good way, sensitive, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and caring. So, what do you think has been your biggest success, and what'd you learn from it? I don't even know if this is bragging or not. The demand has far exceeded our expectations. We 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 couldn't keep up. Like really, we were scratching. Rambling all summer to try and like figure out how to, and then we kind of reached a peak where we just literally could not like this more. expand it,、yeah. more. And like I, I'm super proud of this. We've sold out every single time except for three times. That's it.、Yeah. <laughs> you know that's and that just blows my mind. It just really does. Like and I'm just super grateful for that. And I'm proud of what we've done. I'm proud of Christina like so much. You know. Because like we feel blessed 
because there's this kind of timing factor. People have been itching for something real, you know. The farmer's market was starting to blow up, and then a network was formed around that. And then that has just been expanding, right? And so, like, it's just been... That itself has been huge success, I think. But also, like... One of the fantastic things is we have a lot of loyal customers now. To me, that I think the most most success is that uh, people are like my customers became like a fan and became a f- became a friend. Yeah. And she, no matter when I post, and she will like comment. And I had this. This is so good. Like that really make me feel proud. And it doesn't matter how much, how many buns I'm. I I make how much money I make, but it's just really like people are really sincere. They share. They think this is good. They want people, their friends, to have good things, and so she spread the words. And she, it's just a lot of customers became friends like that. You know, I, I feel that's a huge success because,、um, like Asian food's trendy now. Yeah. Like authentic Asian food, you know, but there's a lot of people who I think kind of tried it because this kind of trend, you know,、uh, a lot of Instagrammers wanting to, you know, take pictures of our food and stuff, but a lot of them come back just because it's good, like,、yeah. and they've had this experience with it, so that is like a huge success.、Uh, like, I don't want this to be something where, you know, oh, remember what was it in like late 2010s, 2018. Do you remember that trend with like buns? Whatever happened to that? You know, <laughs> I want a kaleidoscope of food to to leave an imprint on our food culture. You know, and just not just the people. Like I'm, I'm kind of proud that、uh, we have a lot of like kids fans. They love our buns, like yeah, they kids. Do. They do. Yeah. They do. Love, That's the like, best、pork. thing in、some、the whole entire the world. Pork buns. Some kids love the beef buns. You know, and、uh, there's one kid. She, her, his mom always take him to the diversity,、yeah. and、uh, always like get our buns for the kids. And、um, the mom came to me and said that、uh, this is what my son said.、Um, he said that、uh, he asked me that、uh, are they famous? And uh, and uh, like, um,、nah. I think so. And then the sunset, and the the sunset,、um, you know, they should be famous. <laughs> oh my gosh,、yes. that's so cute. Yeah, we got this kid that、uh, lives really close here, and there's like a little playground in here, and so he sometimes comes through. And like, this is a couple days ago. We come out. I don't even remember this kid. I, apparently, he's had the buns before. But as we were like coming out, this kid's riding on his bike. He looks at us and he's like, "Do you guys have your bauza?" <laughs> we're like, "Oh!"、Uh, and then the dad like is following behind. He's like, "Oh, well, you know, we <laughs> had it before." It's just, oh, geez, it's the best thing in the whole entire world to see a kid eat、yeah. eat these things, you know,、yeah. and, and like hear them talk about it. It's so cool. Okay, so what are your future plans? For Christie's Asian Kitchen, I think we'll we'll be continue doing this、um, direct to market、uh, things like in diff- different events and farmers market, and、uh, hopefully we can sell our food in this in the Dixie State University、um, Atwood Innovation Plaza. 
Uh, yes, the Atwood Plaza. Yeah.、Um, hopefully, we're working on that. Hopefully, we can start selling our food there. And、uh, Randy, actually, he's really passionate about traveling, and he actually has a plan or has a really good idea about like this kind of food tour to Beijing. Yeah, when you, were, you, when you guys were telling me about this, I was like, "That's brilliant," and I want to go. So you were talking about earlier how, you know, you would have never gone to some of the places without Christina showing you. Yeah, and so you guys want to do that for people. So what we're basically trying to create is food culture around around the business. That's our kind of our dream, you know. So.、Uh, The food tours is just part of it, and I think from what I've seen, I I try and travel as much as I can because I love it. But I feel like there's this kind of weird, toxic travel culture that's developing where people just want to go and take pictures. I've met a lot of people who like lie about it. Oh yeah, travel is the best, but they actually don't really enjoy it because all they're doing is stressing out over getting, hitting the sites and getting the thing. And of course, the food they eat is trash because they eat at like the touristy places, right? They're like, oh, I ate at this authentic place; it was number one on TripAdvisor, but it's a touristy restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah, because local people don't go to a trip, trip. Advisor to go to a、yeah. restaurant, right? Yeah. So, so I think that like anybody who has an authentic cultural experience will f- find that life changing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and it's something that you you need somebody from there to like take you there. That's my experience. It really has. Of all the c- countries I lived in, I suffered the most when I didn't have any local friends. And I got the most out of it when I started making friends from that place, you know. So, like, you know, Christina's from Beijing, and I lived there for a couple of years, and it is just, oh, geez, Beijing is like the, like the Death Star. Yeah, it's like the scale of it <laughs>、yep. is is just so. Yeah. So people like everyone who travels to Beijing、like、and then the they、star. search online, the information. That they're searching, it's just on the surface level. They can't really see the depths. They there's so many things they can do. Like as a tourist,、uh, you have to care about like your time. You have to catch the bus or ca- catch the flight or everything. So that's gonna make a person know nothing about this place more stressed out.、Yeah. You know, instead of like enjoying this place and really go into this. City and look at how people living, how people, what kind of food people eating. So you guys want to go to be that liaison, make them feel Bring, safe, yeah, and, them, and introduce them. them into this really cool food culture. You were talking about barbecues and yeah, it's、um, when we when we've been thinking about it, it's hard to pinpoint. It down because there's just so much there. It's like, geez. So just me myself, I lived there a total of two year, two and a half years or so. I think I just like scratched a tiny surface of the food culture there.、Really? It's that insanely deep and complex, you know. And there's just all these different experiences that could be had there. You know that I think unless somebody takes you there, you, you'll pass it up. You know, so that's that's kind of the goal. We want people to see, like, where we come from, where she comes from, why why food can be such an amazing experience. You know, combine that with the trip, and I think that's something that people will like find 
really fulfilling, you know, because, you know, if you're going to spend so much money traveling because, you know, it's not cheap, right? I feel like you should get something out of it more than just pictures. Yeah, you should do it for more than just the gram. (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, and there's just all these really authentic experiences in in all throughout China, but in Beijing, too, you know, and they've taken me to a lot of these places. And some of them were the best experiences I ever had, like uh, two, two years ago, Chinese New Year, three years ago. Like they took me to this kind of like countryside place a little bit outside of Beijing, you know, well, they call it a suburb, but it's like the scale of China is just like so, so big, right? (laughs) Man, we had a whole roast goat there. It was so awesome. It was so good. It was so good. And then they took me to this like, uh, I don't even know where it is. It's like north of Beijing where there's like up in the mountains, there's all these like uh, trout um, farms. Yeah. And like live fish there, take it out. You know, <laughs> you yeah. eat it right away. You, so that's <laughs> another like, thing. For like, restaurants where there's like live frogs, they show you the frog and then. Yeah. That's <laughs> another know? thing. Like in China, and I think even in Japan, like in Asia, we care about the freshness. Like in America, like you can't really find like a live thing and then just you know butchered yeah. like right there yeah. there's so many you steps between get, you and your food yeah you have to get it like uh, frozen these experiences are important it changes yeah. what you think about the food like i was squeamish about trying frog i was but let me tell you frog is so delicious it's it's like it's light it, it's actually really really light and whatever uh, it's like cooked in it kind of absorbs the flavor of it. It is so unbelievably delicious. So I found myself eating foods that I never thought I'd ever eat before. Yeah, and then and then I changed my mentality. It's like, so uh, there's something I really love there. It's coagulated duck blood. And it looks like red tofu. And you put that in hot pot. Well, well, it's delicious. Like, it's so good. It's just like silky smooth. And I just like... I find myself changing the way that I think rather than being like, what is this gross foreign other thing? It's like, well, millions of people are eating this. They're not dead. I'm not going to die. I mean, you don't have to force yourself. To embracing it. And and then I found myself adopting that mentality towards people. And so that's... And then at this point, that is something I could say I'm really proud of. It's just like, you know, I've stopped thinking of people as other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like... and. Not even just like, oh, well, they must be okay, but like embracing these things, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really it's really weird and profound when I look back on this, because at the time I was just like, oh, I'm going to eat something new, you know? There are some, honestly, there are some, it's not like I love everything. It's like, so, I, you know, chicken feet is a pretty popular food. I, I've never been able to like really like yeah. that. I mean, you don't have to love everything, but you know, oh, they eat this and that's, you know something you know the culture you know that really light it might be just light light you up you don't have to agree with the people you go everywhere right but uh you it's good to know the people living in this this way i think we could offer that to people do you like, think we're, we're super tour? excited for this about the tour do you think that uh like this year or like uh in this year next year end of may oh yeah 2021 so 20, 20, well so anyways we're doing that um i let me throw in a bit of a plug because there's another thing that i'm super excited about what we're doing this year is the gn bean which is like a 
Chinese savory crepe, something we've been thinking about forever. It's our favorite street food of all time. It is absolutely awesome. And I'm like super nervous about this because describing it, it's just so hard to give an image of what it is. It's, it, it is a crepe. But it's an egg, it's an egg coated crepe. Yeah, but not scrambled. It's like just broken onto the Spread. crepe itself. Uh, and then cilantro, green onion. The sauce is like f- from a miso base, which is fermented, but it's mixed with all kinds of stuff too. A crispy cracker, vegetables, and there's usually meat, like fried chicken in it. And we eat this all the time. It's so good. It's super popular everywhere. Like, man, this would be really, really good. And the the thing that makes me so excited about this, if this could cross over, then it's like, yes, we did it. (laughs) Like seriously, because this is, it's, it's pretty, it's something that I had never seen or even imagined would be Chinese food ever. And then like if, you know, but it is undeniably delicious. So like, it's almost like thinking of like our, 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 our kitchen as like this experiment can we take the most foreign thing and still connect to people yeah <laughs> you know if anybody could do it i think it'd be you too <laughs> but, but it's really good uh the the logistics for it are a little bit more difficult I, i'm not exactly we haven't really figured out how we could do that at the market but so we're gonna start uh expanding into doing like bigger festivals and events and stuff where you know it's just uh kind of easier to put up a bigger operation there so so we're and it's it's a good environment for that here there's just so many events like we're gonna do cotton days uh we'll do peach days the 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 count the county fair there's like this kite festival also so last year we we did the yoga fest um really cool experience there like yeah let's just do these events too and we had a bunch of ideas at first we were like oh let's just do japanese yakitori which is like barbecue skewer skewer chicken you know i really like barbecue um and then there there's there's a yakitori guy here already <laughs> so, yeah well he didn't say like, that it's let's do japanese fri- let's do fried chicken like but they're like no let's just do GM bean so well GM bean is like really popular in big cities in America like um, oh yeah so like New York so like in San Francisco it's just like exploding this GM bean place that called Hudong GM in California they've been only a year and a half but they expanded to be eight stores like it really is that it's good yeah, yeah. so even though I know that uh Jambing is going really well, like in other cities, but I'm still like, because I'm just really like a paranoid person. I still like feel nervous about this. Like places like New York and San Francisco, people are way more open to trying, you know, something like that. Yeah. But come visit us at one of those things and buy a (laughs) GMB. I just also think it's one of those things like you and the horse you rode in on, you know, like because it's you guys and people know you and you've built this trust and you've built such a cult following here, like in one season, I think people would try it just because you told them to, you know, but that really give that really give me like pressure. Like, I think it's good, but I don't want to disappoint people. I don't want them like, Oh, I like your bonds. Well, 
we do have people come to us like, oh, you have buns. Uh, what else do you have? Yeah. What else do you have? Like, I will buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so in that kind of situation, like, I don't want to dis- disappoint people. I don't want, like, oh, this is good. And people try to, oh, that's not really. And I like your buns, you know? Yeah, so that actually gives me, not pressure, but like it makes me feel more paranoid about, you know, if this is going to be good. Maybe steam buns just our our peak. <laughs> or it's really just, um, I think that um, sometimes self-doubting is good, sometimes it's not. But overall, to me, it's been good because I can make myself like um, try to make things perfect. I'm excited to try it. So in your guys' opinion, you guys have been a lot of places. What makes Utah special? I, I like Utah now, honestly. Like, it's weird because, like, I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing f- for me was, like, I went to BYU-Hawaii because it was, like, the farthest place away from Utah, but still being in America. <laughs> so I was like, I'm never going back. That's just stupid, you know. Life changes, and like now, it's it's I think perfect for us. Utah has changed so much; it is unique. And what I used to think was like really bad, I see as a good thing now. Addressing sensitive subjects, I always kind of don't know how far I could go, but I, I'll, okay, I'll address it directly. I like. Mormonism is good, whether you're religious or not. And like, I used to hate it so much. I was like, man, all this like, sorry to say this. I'd honestly think in my head growing up, these stupid white Mormons. (laughs) I thought that in my head growing up all the time too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, then maybe some people, a lot yeah. of people could relate to me. Yeah. Then, oh, yeah. Because like, I would literally think that, and I, I was a dumb punk, you know. Uh, but now I just see how like blessed it really is, you know. And I think it's something that Utah should be happy and proud of because even if you're not a religious person, this niceness. It's infectious. It really is. We have kids moving into Pineview High School that are coming from South Central LA, you know, and they're coming from most of the people moving here are from tougher parts of California. They're escaping the high prices. They're escaping the crime and the violence. And they come here and they're just like, oh, you know, and these kids adapt that niceness too even though they're not religious you know it's crazy how infectious it is it's like you know when we came to St. George for the first time people would come up to me and just like talk to me you know like what do you want from me <laughs> you know and they're just curious and talking you know and it was, and it, was it was okay there was some funny moments where like uh, here's a couple of funny th- things to throw out there so, you know, they're like, oh, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to be teaching at Pineview High School. And then a common reaction I got was like, oh, that's great. You know, it's great to have more. And I could see them trying to find the right word to say diversity. <laughs> <You know? laughs> more Asians, huh? <laughs> and then... And then and then in just one year of teaching, what became a joke is actually normal now. I've got 
four Asian students. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just one teacher. It's crazy just how much it's changing, but everybody's reached this great, nice equilibrium. Like a, a high school is a microcosm to how the community is, right? And so it's fantastic to see people like get along. Yeah, and so like this great culture doesn't have to be relegated to just a religious thing. People getting along, even though it's diverse, is just a fantastic thing. And then Southern Utah especially is awesome because, like, you're out on that, like, people are so in touch with nature here, you know, um, that it's it's a really cool combination. You know, I can, it's a fantastic place to raise kids. Absolutely fantastic, you know. Yeah. Like, I want, I want all you native St. Georgians to know like you should be proud of where you live like you really should you know trust me on this uh, I've been around it's a fantastic place uh, people blend together well you know um, and if you're religious that's something you should be proud of not ashamed of yeah. and if you're you know whether you're religious or not you know that's a, that's a factor it's kind of like you know as growing up I, I get tired of people worried about calling me Asian. It's such a fundamental part of who I am. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So to not talk about it is like just so weird. Yeah, it, it's good. I, I like it here. So what's been your favorite part about the farmer's market community? Oh, we love the people. Like we yeah. love other vendors. Like they're so nice. They're so supportive. There's so much to be thankful for. You know, like the Finney's kid and Milo, they like became best friends. <laughs> it was like the coolest thing it in the whole cute. entire world. Yeah. yeah. You might feel embarrassed, but we loved working with you, Kat. Um, and it's just really, really cool, you know. Um, and we hear some of the older vendors talk about other markets they've been to on how the you know, atmosphere is just Different. How you feel in a in a place it really is really affects you know affects you. I think that says a lot about just the atmosphere there. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. You know that community is really important. I think that's what kind of brings people and attracts them to. And it, I think you know? the live music and the yoga and diversity is really really good for the community. Teach. Diversity teach. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's really good for the community. And I don't, I mean, I don't, I've never, I haven't been to like a lot of farmer's market, but like this is the farmer's market that I really, I say that I like, oh, like yeah. with all this, you know, like we really made like a conscious decision to try and make it a community event. We were like, we know it's hard when you have kids to come to things um, and it's easy to feel isolated because there's nothing for them to do. So that's when we started working out the kids programs last year for free for yeah. the public because we were like, you know, if you have three kids and you have to pay, you can't bring your kids. Yeah, that's true. You know, and then they feel left out and then their friends are doing it, but they can't do it. And then the free yoga, we also thought, you know, there's a whole paradigm of people that can't afford to do yoga. Yeah. And it's such a big culture here. So we wanted it not just to bring in their yoga following, but we wanted it for people to be able to try new things and build a community here and be able to plug in and find their community. That's good. So here's props to you. It's it works. Like, um, <laughs> the uh, so every now and then I'll have students 
you know, show up. They're like, oh, Mr. Dice, you know. <laughs> uh, but there's one, uh, I have a Japanese foreign exchange student, and then her host family, I taught the, their daughter last year. So, so like, they came over right before school started, uh, and uh, I was like, oh, hey, you know, and then, oh, is this your foreign exchange student, you know, and all that. So we started talking, and she had just, like, moved to America, and she was like, pretty super nervous and all that because yeah. uh, she's like she's tiny and that family's all tall blonde you know yeah. and stuff but like uh so they took her to the market right and you know they were just chilling there was music they were on the that was before they're doing construction in the lawn you know and like so later she said you know that going to that market made me feel like oh i'm in america and it's okay and i'm safe <laughs> like it is cool and it's like wow you know yeah she comes to a foreign country it's like you know doesn't know what's going on then comes here and it's like a really cool atmosphere you know well that's what we want it to be we want it to be a safe space for community and and to make community because it's just there's just no other way to do it there's not really a lot of options so do you guys have like a favorite book or publication or social media account that you guys find inspirational or profound like I actually like I haven't been using Instagram a lot um, uh, just a couple of months ago but I think like Instagram is really good like I ever now even though I don't use it and I ever now and then I go there because um, the things that I searched like I'm interested in will pops up yeah. a lot and it's like I watched this cat um, documentary and then they have a lot of they post a lot of cats photos on because it melts people's heart and people loving <laughs> people loving to see those pictures you know yeah. like I normally go to Instagram just to search food yeah, and it would be a lot of like beautiful pictures about food. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy that. I for me, uh, so I, I'm an English teacher, so I, I love to read. Uh, there's a bunch of inspirational books that I love. I just barely finished uh, this book called "The Tao of Pooh," and it's oh, so good. It's a uh, so my my coworker uh, let me bar- let me borrow it, and it explains Taoism through the life of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> It's super short. It was a fun read and it was just really good because like, so Christina's culture and her parents, it's a mix of Buddhism and Taoism. And it's just really fascinating to me. Like I've done Buddhist stuff on my Japanese family, but never like on a religious side. It was just like, it's cultural really. Like uh, there's this thing called Ohaka Maidi where you visit the grave of your ancestors, right? So, you know, I, I did that stuff throughout my life, but, you know, I never really thought about it. But it was really cool learning about this idea of Tao. Tao means the way. And it's like this idea that the more you try and be something that you're not, yeah, the more conflict and struggle is like the way is to just be. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that. I really like that because I want to be as me as possible. Right. It's so ironic. The more you try and struggle to be real, that's actually the wrong way to the wrong way to go about it. If you have to say, I am so authentic, then that's so it's this kind of idea of like 
letting go. And it's an, it's great because that type of thingy, I think, releases a lot of burden and pressure. You know, I'm, I'm 40 and my mom still tells me what I should wear. You know, it's just fine. But, you know, there's this kind of, I guess, pressure as a 40-year-old male teacher to be a certain way do you, do you, do you know what i mean i know what you mean and, and well and, like and especially you, as a teacher like too that. i was like oh, that's a cool teacher i wish i would have had somebody like that in high school well like i i gotta be honest all teachers are pretty cool but there is quite a bit of pressure in my in my in my job to to be this thing yeah and a lot of times it's too much of a pain to be who you are because you'll have to deal with people complaining you know and all the trouble so uh i've this isn't really related to christie's asian kitchen it's uh, i'm i talked about how passionate i am about food but i i really am passionate about my my teaching too uh, you know i've always wanted to be a teacher and for the longest time i have been trying to change how schools are run and how people learn and it's not just me a a lot of teachers want this you know they know that doing all these like high stakes standardized tests is not good everybody knows that i haven't heard one person ever say i'm so glad i took that that four hour (laughs) test that's really enhanced my learning (laughs) you know nobody ever says that ever but we we put so much stock and weight into them you know every year i've been trying to incorporate my own way and be who i am and be genuine and real with that and i've seen people respond to that very well and so just reading this book kind of inspired me that it's like if i try too hard to be different to be original is that even originality (laughs) and they just let go and just be me and then these kids can also let go and just be themselves because they've got a tough they got a tough yo like it's 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 bad out there like it really is these kids are so good but they're just riddled with anxiety and depression and like crazy high suicide rates abnormally high like it's the number one killer in teens yeah especially in utah utah is like number like they're at least in the top five in the nation yeah there's something wrong there yeah it really is and i i will say that school has a huge hand in that if someone spends 70 percent of their time in a school setting you can't say that's a non-factor you know it is a factor you can't just say oh it's only home oh it's only the kid you know no it's like what we're doing affects that so really in china like kids got the, the kids got the most intense study and then the longest hour study and the most competitive like system they don't so it's like it's it's hard to compare because it's just so different it just really is there's so many things going on there that it just it's i i feel like it's not you can't really compare the two you know so it's like the act is bad they have this thing called the gaokao in china which is like <laughs> that, the that that times a thousand <laughs> it's like the act on crack <laughs> I'll wait, I'll i'm not wake even up. joking it's like, the third year in my high school i wake up like five thirty in the morning and uh come home like five six p.m and then I have to eat like and study till like midnight and go to sleep, and then that goes over and over and over and over for a year. No, no exaggeration there. I've seen it. There's a lot of things different, also. Like in America, kids are expected to be adults when they're like yeah, from seventh from seventh grade. Right, right. That's yeah. so different. Like and in China, there's drugs. Kids are treated as kids even when they finish university. 
And even though when they finish like master degree, like as long as they live with their parents, you're a kid and、um, you're supported financially, emotionally. It's, it's very, very different. You know, they, they have jobs, they're providing for their families. And, you know, we say the stereotypical things like, oh, there's drugs, but it is real. You know, the drug of choice out here is opioids. It's not like, You know, crack or cocaine out here. It's opioids, something that you could get super easily. <laughs> I've got a back pain. Give me a prescription, you know. Or your parents have back pain. Well, anyways, that's my rant on that. So I, I just, it's nice to think about, it's inspirational to think about just, you know, being the way and having kids try and understand that, you know, you are who you are and. That's actually how it should be, you know? So, why should people buy local food and support local farmers and makers? Because I feel like this turn our society has made where it's just like cheaper, faster, quicker, more convenient. That's, that's the wrong way. Yeah. That's not the way to go. Just, just like, let's count like how many real restaurants in St. George. A lot of them like fast food. And they don't have a chef. They just hire like a high school student. They yeah, can operate、teenagers. everything. Yeah. You know, because all the steps and all the food are pre made. And then they can just like heat it put up. It, yeah, heat it up and put it in the oven. That's not really real food. Like they're processed. People are disconnected. Because, like, everything they consume is like this disconnected thing. It's not real food, it's not a real experience. And this is everything, you know. Walmart, great, it has everything. It's generally more cheaper than anywhere else, but that's a totally disconnected experience, you know. And when people have this, they become disconnected with themselves. And local, local is something you could trust. The people producing it. Have a vested interest in this.、Yeah. And so it's generally something you could really invest in yourself. And then there's that connection there that is like an authentic experience. Fundamentally, I think humans want sincerity in their lives, which is why you could be a complete, like, awkward social. Idiot, but as long as you're sincere, people will respond to you, you know? And, it, and it's something that can permeate our experience and the way that we consume things. Yeah. Consumerism is good, but if consumerism becomes the end goal, that's just, that's just like a hamster running in a wheel, you know? It's like, it seriously is kind of like Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> What the goal in life is to get all these IKEA things,、yeah. you know? And then this guy's just sick of it. He's just craving this genuine. Well, I mean, you know, it fractures his mind, but. <laughs> but He has schizophrenia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or multiple personalities. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, it's like people want these things. And so, and I think what, what we will see as a society is as this farm to table, local, This whole lifestyle movement really, really takes off. That we'll start seeing that the prices will drop, you know, because that's basically the biggest thing, right? I want to buy this, but it's more expensive than buying it at Smith's or whatever, right? And so, as things start to stabilize and that becomes the norm, then, you know, it's, it'll become something affordable for everyone. And that, that's, what, that's what's needed. And it's also identity, too. You know, do we need another suburb that's just overrun with all these like corporate name brands? <laughs> you know, it's like, so what's so special about that? It's like now we need a place where people are investing in their own 
community and their futures, right? They have the sense of identity, sense of community, which kind of permeates. So I see it more as not just like, oh, eat more healthy or just support a local economy. It's, it's, it's all about identity and the way that we decide to live. And connection. Like what you said, I thought it was really good when you said you when you invest in local, you invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Well, it's infect it's infectious, right? Yeah. Because yeah. like it's so even like over at Afogato West, you know, so we've we've started to be, talk a lot with the the Indian guy. Yeah. Shatal House. Uh, Halim. Halim. They're super excited about like being a part of this like yeah and they came up with the same ideas that all of us have come up with you know what we really need we need like a place where like all these people come together and like this kitchen you know and yeah good like, stuff you're like yeah we've been working on it for a year <laughs> yeah but it kind of kind of shows that people are wanting this to go in the same direction yeah. you know and then that like spread spreads out and stuff you know and so it's it's really it's really f- interesting seeing that i i had this student and her mom's spanish and like the student was like oh you know my mom had kind of asked about it you know i'm like you know what i will eat your mom's spanish food yeah <laughs> you know? do it i will eat your mom's spanish food because that's exciting to me yeah but like and so it's not just for them and it's for yourself but it reaches out to everybody too right you know and it's good and it's the right environment so if listeners want to learn more about you and what you're doing how can they find you and where can they find your dishes outside the market just facebook.com uh christie's asian kitchen just exactly like that and you're on instagram too right yeah so like on the facebook one uh it's got pictures of the stuff we do i made these little videos <laughs> like with japanese uh, of music the, of the food and stuff and then you know well we typically put in like what we're gonna be doing so uh you know you go on there you could uh reach out to us and also just please come to the market you know the there's the afogato well west village uh afogato west one first wednesdays of the month four to seven because we like what we talked this whole time we're we're not lying we love talking to people so like if you if you order through us online and you come pick up and stuff we'll talk to you so come out to the market and talk to us there too yeah and you know don't be shy just reach out you'll like you'll like the food well is there anything else that we didn't cover that you two would like to share thanks for doing this yeah like really uh we're really appreciative of it we really are <laughs> this is kind of a joke that he's like i think two weeks ago he's, he's like come to me so the, the lady for the n-o-w now oh yeah, yeah the yeah. lady yeah and she facebook messaged me says she do you want to give a talk on 25th uh and 25th is the chinese new year so i replied her that i can't really do it that's like chinese new year that's the biggest like thing Christmas. Yeah. yeah and like uh that later on you guys said like are you gonna do a, like a post- podcast um like uh, interview and stuff and he came to me. He's like, Christina, look at you. You're getting famous. Like, you are. Anybody like, that does you're a anything. Woman figure. I was yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I never really see myself that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like, I just we, do we what really I like. are. A lot of times we get overwhelmed by how, like, much the support has been. So the very first market where 
we made so we count how much buns we make by the trays and one tray is like 14 of them I so, made 13 like, tray. Oh, we so made we made three trays. trays and we were afraid that wouldn't sell and it sold out like 40 minutes yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah they're like <laughs> you know and i still remember the very first customer that came to she was passing through yeah she's passing through yeah. and then she's like she, she got bought three some to take home i guess she went to her car ate them and she came back and she's like oh they're so good and we're like and then and, and just the support from people the support from you cat that we've gotten and just like an opportunity to like talk about this it's it's really uh, we really really appreciate it yeah um and so we feel super blessed yeah sometimes like, i even do. feel like do we even deserve, deserve this you do i feel like we do i, I honestly do <laughs> Because we worked hard, yo. Yes. We seriously worked hard. Step into your power, Christina. Yeah. Because, like, man, you know, teaching abroad has been tough, you know, and just teaching itself doesn't pay well. (laughs) But even, I mean, like, even when you just approach everything with the amount of love and intentionality... You deserve good things. I'm just like a self-doubting person, you know, yeah. like not um, always not positive, you know. Yeah. So, but he's really like so. It works really well between him and I. It's like I'm, oh, I'm like a really uh, self-doubting and uh, anxious and like uh, not positive. But I, I'm willing to put hard work. You know, and he's always be the stone over there, you know, for me and. Uh, uh, being rational and tell me, you know, what happened, what is right now, and what's gonna going to happen, so you don't have to like uh, think too extreme yeah. or stuff. Yeah, you guys are a great team. Oh, can I throw in a random plug? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Dixie State Atwood Plaza. The, uh, don't know the time frame on that, but they're uh, they are f- f- finally putting in a commercial kitchen for entrepreneurs we're thankful for that we're so lucky how that came out but we're going to be the first ones in there uh and so like what we got up in the future is exciting too where we'll be able to like actually serve do pop-up lunches and yeah their plans are going to be really good well awesome thank you guys so much thank you for the beautiful dinner yeah Yeah. thank you thanks for thank you for sticking out this whole entire time If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you found this podcast, especially on iTunes. If you have a specific question that you would like to ask us or our farmers, makers, or educators, send us an email at podcast at mofacoutah.com and let us know. Another way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporting member starting at only $2 a month. We have different levels of membership that grant access to special members-only swag like shirts, hats, bags, magnets, and stickers that show your support for your local community. To learn more, please visit mofacoutah.com slash podcast slash support. Make sure you are following us on Facebook and Instagram at Mofaco Utah and sign up for our email list at mofacoutah.com slash podcast slash sign up to stay up to date on all this podcast has to offer. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back in your feed in two weeks. But until then, we hope Hope to to see you at the farmer's market. The music for this episode was created by Southern Utah local Jake Shepard.